welcome to Nerd Tokyo. I'm Jason. And I'm Al. Artlist.io. And today we're going to be discussing The Desolation of Smog, The Hobbit Part 2. Um, so, yeah. you just want to start at the beginning where they're inside the uh, pub or whatever. Tavern. Tavern, is that what Go they call it? it? I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, that's the flashback where it shows Gandalf and Thorin Oakenshield meeting for the first time, and it's where he gets the map and stuff. Uh, you know, it's important to the story, but it it's also where Thorin finds out that he's, you know, got a price on his head, um, which is weird because that's all from Azog, I guess, and uh, he's not in the book. Azog, you know, is not part of the story. It mentions him that, you know, he was at the battle and Thorin cut off his arm and he was presumed to be dead. Um, you know, the other badass work in the movie, Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, okay, that, the one that was actually leading the charge in this one. Yeah, that's Azog's son. <laughs> and <clears throat> he's the one that's in it. It's not Azog. Uh, he's oh, not the, so like yeah. the entire story <clears throat> the movies are telling didn't even happen. Uh, pretty much no. Uh, you know, the whole thing where they're being chased by the orcs, you know, at the end of the first one? Yeah. Uh, that's not in the book. They're being chased by the wolves. And the wolves actually talk and speak to them and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I should have covered that last one. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but that that's another part where they differed. <coughs> Excuse me. Dying. Uh, <coughs> though, I got to put my vape down. It chokes me. Sorry. Um, but anyway, yes, it, it, Azog's not even in it. It's really Bold that's, or Bulge, however you say his name. It's B-O-L-G. Bulge. Bulge. It's B-O-L-G. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude had some bulges. Uh, yeah. That didn't sound right, did it? No, no, it did not. I mean, he, he was like really muscular, you know, when him and Orlando Bloom's, okay, wait, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, so. Thorn and Gandalf meet, and um, it, it it's really setting up, you know what? It's showing what happened before the first movie. But like, so it's really a flashback. Me, or, or could that movie have not have had that scene, and nothing would have changed? You still know everything. All no, just about everything that happens in the second movie, with the exception of you know them going to the dwarves okay. or to the elves could be left out and it but like at least yeah the, uh, at least the uh the shit that happened with the elves was actually entertaining i mean i actually kind of enjoyed that scene <laughs> it was uh it yeah. was kind of fun you got it showed off bilbo you know not being a useless little bitch okay well let's get to that in time uh, you know let's go ahead and run it give it a rundown yep. okay so yeah but like you said it's a useless thing, but it shows what happened before the events that took place before the first movie. Yeah. It, it was their first meeting. And he tells him about the map and the key that he got from his father before he completely lost his mind at the hands of the necromancer. who was really Sauron, which you find out in the second movie. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, um, and he sets him up with Bilbo and all that and puts him on the path to where he won't know. Gandalf is playing uh, puppet master at this point. Okay. Well, that, that's what he's done 
the whole time. But the invisible that, hand, Gandalf the Grey. Well, it's not just that. That that's why he was there. He and not only that, he's get the ring he has uh, that you see in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, that talks about in the book. I, I don't know if you know about that, but Gandalf has one of the uh, rings that one of the Elven rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's the one that helps you to persuade people. It gives you a uh, ability to, you know, get people to do what they were going to do anyway. But you know, like to rally people to, uh, it's to light a fire under people and to get them to do what he wants, basically. So basically, but, Gandalf is Mark Merrill but, with superpowers. But see, he's entrusted with the ring by Sir Dan the Shipwright, who lives in the Grey Havens. Uh, that's the one that made the ship that carries them away at the end of the third movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the elf that was over the Grey Havens. Uh, that and um, where Elrond lived in Rivendell, that was the last two strong, or two of the last strongholds left. You know, there was also where. Uh, Legolas's dad and uh, Galadriel, or but those were the four places where the elves were still in Middle Earth. Anyway, off topic. Okay, but, okay. Uh, but he he has a ring, a magic one of the magic rings. Um, <clears throat> so, um, but you know that helps him to do what his he was his assigned task is, which is you know to fight evil. And in order to do that, he has to rally all the people of Middle Earth. So basically, he's a puppet master, and he's sending uh, um, Thorin to do what he wanted to do anyway, you know, which was to retake his kingdom. Um, but you know, so, so he's helping him on the way. But, but yeah, Gandalf's the ultimate puppet puppet master. Okay, so anyway, uh, you get on, and then uh, they uh, are uh, they meet the changer after that yeah I, that's what I, yeah that's bjorn the skin changer skin changer okay they're running from the orc pack and uh uh bilbo actually sees the uh uh bjorn and yeah. he's in the shape of a great bear and yeah. uh um he sees the orcs too but uh he's trying to when he runs back into the group he you know because they got him as like lookout or you know yeah. scout and yeah. uh he goes back to tell him what he sees, and uh, he tells him how far the orcs away, and then uh, he, you know, they're all talking, blah blah blah, and he's sitting there trying to get, the, hey, there's something else, and Gandalf already knows. He's like, is it in the shape of a great bear? And you know, Bobo's like, how, yes, how'd you know? And he's like, we got to go, <laughs> and they start running, and, but they're running towards his house. You know, they're going yeah. to his house. You know, when they get in there, of course, Gandalf tells them. You know that it's uh, they're in the house of Bjorn, and the bear that was a uh, chasing them inside was actually their host, and you know tells them a little bit about himself. And then, of course, the next morning he comes out and they talk. And dude doesn't like doors, you know, yeah. but he really dislikes. He hates orcs. He was actually a prisoner of Azog, yeah, and he yeah. still got they chains mentioned. on him. Yes, he does. And. Uh, the orcs were responsible for killing most of his kind. It, it portrays him as the last. Yes. Well, they say that in the book, too. Well, actually, I think I can't say this for a fact, but I want to say the book says he's among 
the last of his kind. The book says, or uh, the movie, movie says, says the he last. is the last one. Yeah, the movie he he states he's the last one, but I don't. I I want to say the book's different, but I, I the, can't. The be next 100% movie was sure. the last in their series they were gonna make. It was fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, from there, you know, uh, they move towards uh, Markwood Forest, and uh, uh, that's where Gandalf leaves them. Uh, he uh is looking at the at the they get on the Elven path through Markwood, and at the beginning of it, you know, there's Elven ruins and stuff, and. Bilbo sees it, or Bilbo, Gandalf sees it, and uh, he also has a vision from uh, the uh, Galadriel, the uh, female elf from uh, the first movie series that, the one they call the Elven Witch, but anyway, um, uh, uh, he knows he must go and uh, flush out the Necromancer, which isn't a part of the hobbit that's a part of the lord of the rings but anyway all right, all right. so we're getting up to a point where i want to have a story time here okay we're, we're, we're uh, at the point where that we're at the forest right yeah and it Wait. goes two different ways because i've got two i've got shit i've got things to say on both the uh, gandalf's next scene and uh well gandalf's next scene is after about what i'm gonna say okay so, well, well, we'll go ahead we'll go so, for the so they, they they lead into the uh the uh, forest and you know they get lost in the path and Bilbo yep. like smacks that uh, spider web which alerts the spiders right yes I remember sitting in the movie theater at this time I was deathly afraid of spiders and I remember I already knew there were going to be spiders in this movie I don't know why I knew but I knew yeah you told me and we're sitting there and I saw him flick the spider web I'm like I gotta go it's like <laughs> you're like no 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 it's fine yeah, there, there's nothing wrong I didn't I don't remember spiders in the book and I, just, I just walked. I straight up just walked out. I was done with your shit. I walked out, and you followed me. Uh, I remember we. we I remember. Played like uh, what was uh so air hockey. We played air hockey, and we walked back in. Remember you asked Andrew uh, Pritchard, who's been on our show a couple of times, like, were there any spiders? Oh yeah, there were tons of them. <laughs> and there were too a lot. There were close-ups on the mouth and the eyes. You hear them talk. I would have killed you. If I would have stayed, I would have been pissed. That would have been better if you had let me build up to it and got there. <laughs> no, no, I had to tell that story because I would probably would have forgot. No, you wouldn't have. Anyway, You've been waiting to tell that story. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years in the making. Well, since you told that story, we'll go ahead and lead with uh, the ale. Or, well, you told, you know, they go in and they see the spider, the drawers, you know, and then. That's where we're introduced to Legolas and Tariel. They come in and save yeah. the dwarves and they capture them. Uh, but that's not how it happens in the book. I told you that, uh, you know, they're uh, Legolas and Tariel's not there. So um, in the book, the elves are uh, having a. In- I don't know if you remember where uh, Tariel and uh, Keeley's talking. Yeah, and she tells them at, at that point, that's where they're trapped in the dungeon. And she tells him, you know, that he says something about the music upstairs. And she tells him, yes, you know, it's a celebration and blah, blah, blah. Well, in the book, they're having the celebration out in the woods. 
there's no spiders and um yep. they uh they've got a clearing and you know there's tables set up and they're having a party you know they're singing there's food and everything and the dwarves have been lost and they're starving you know at this point and dying of thirst so they rush into it and all the lights instantly disappear and everybody's gone or well they start bumbling around and stuff but everything just is gone you know and uh uh you know eventually they just capture them and uh um take them back and that's where they end up in the dungeons and you know bilbo uh, uses the ring and slips in and you know all that falls along but you know the escape in the from the dungeon you know uh they're uh like riding in the barrels is that yeah and well in the book bilbo packs them in there with straw and stuff and then puts the lids on and then dumps them out and uh you know they float down till they get down to where they run into the bard but you know the bargeman yeah yeah and bowman whatever. With, uh, uh, gaston and beauty beast uh sure he did he in the live action when he played gaston i wouldn't know Anyway, I, I I only know that because I went to I knew I knew him from somewhere. I thought he was the dude from Pirates of the Caribbean. So I had to go and like make sure. Right. And no, no, he was not. Okay, well let me back up for just a second. Uh, in the movie scene where the doors were captured, you know, it's the fight with the spiders and stuff, and Tarl and Legolas, you know, were smashing spiders left and right and. Um, Taro actually saves Keely. It's their first interaction. Yeah. You know, because they, they have this love story that develops between them. And it, it's the absolute worst love story ever put on film. <laughs> uh, I don't know, well, man. I did, I did they, definitely watch the did, sequel trilogy of Star Wars. They did a terrible job of setting it up. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. Um, uh, Okay, so that that's their first meeting, you know. Uh, he's like, toss me a dagger or something, and she's like, there's no way I'll give you a, a dwarf anything or whatever, and she kills a spider, and you know, and then they take him back, you know. And then, like as I said, Bilbo helps him escape or whatever. But while they're trapped in the dungeon, the conversation I mentioned earlier that that's Tariel and uh, Keeley's first interaction, right? Uh, well, not their first interaction, but the first time where the, she she sits down and starts they talking. Have a heart to heart. Exactly. That's where if they fell in love, that's where it happened. You know, that was their first real conversation. And there's, you know, sitting there talking and everything. And but I mean, it even alludes to it before that, because uh, when she locks him in the dungeon, uh, he says to her, don't you want to check down my trousers? I could have anything hidden down there. And she looks down at him and says, or, and says, or nothing and turns and walks off and you know he's sitting there staring after her and legolas says to her why does that dwarf look at you that way she says i don't know but uh he's kind of tall for a dwarf don't you think and legolas says uh taller than some but still just as disgusting or whatever you know something to that effect uh but you know you could see it in her eyes she was already smitten um but you know that they have very few interactions and you know except for that one conversation 
and then all of a sudden they're in love and then they they have the scene going down the river you know because in the movie they they're in the barrels and they're riding down them and the orcs are chasing them and legless and tariel are trying to chase after them too because they found that they've escaped so they're killing orcs and legless is walking on people's heads and it's all cgi and very noticeably uh, cgi yes and just all the fight scenes in this are like that it they are mostly cgi and it's nothing like lord of the rings the lord of the rings had epic awesome battles that in the movie theaters you just you didn't want to get up for those three hour long movies to go pee just because it was so good you didn't want to miss one of them and the hobbit i didn't care about getting up and walking out to chase you out because it wasn't that good you know so some we uh since we're on bad CGI I forgot something when they were at the uh the skin changer's house, Bilbo woke up with uh bees in his face. Yeah, the bees. My God, they were so like the whole scene was so bad because the bees are horribly CGI and and the background was very very noticeably not there. Well, you have a version noticeable. of spiders. I have a version of bees, so I didn't mention them. <coughs> well, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're creeped out by bees, but I was creeped out by spiders. Not anymore. I watched that scene back and it was actually kind of fun. I have been all my life. I don't know how much you know of this, but at four, I was stung by a ton of them and was hospitalized and uh, came close to dying because they gave me penicillin and found out I was allergic to it. And I was really, really sick. The bees are no go. I run. Like a little girl. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever seen you run. Was uh, you ran from a bee once. I was just like, Dad, it's touching me. It's the only time I run anymore, and I still do it. Like I remember just reaching out and be like, Dad, it. I'm holding it. And you're like running away. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, where were we at? Oh, the we, love story. Um, uh, but anyway, you know, they go chasing him down. You know, the or uh and. At that point in the movie, uh, Keeley gets shot with a, uh, orc arrow and poisoned and, uh, which doesn't happen in the book, obviously, cause the orcs aren't chasing them. But anyway, they get on down the river, you know, uh, and it's never really explained that it's poisoned either. It just like, Oh, no, it does. It does. Does no, it, it tells us it... poison. Yeah. Uh, Oh shit. You remember, remember uh, Legolas and Tariel capture one of the orcs oh oh they yeah. take him back to his dad to like a friend deal and he tells them that they shot the uh young prince talking about thorin's nephew because feely and killy are thorin's nephews yeah i knew that i figured that uh, out the uh the last scene right before they left for uh <coughs> the mountain he tells him he'll be king yeah about feely because he was trying to go on with him, even though he was obviously hurt. He's like, oh, that's that's Keely. But his brother Feely, he tells him, you know, you'll be king one day. You you have to be able to make, you know, hard decisions and. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I, I'm not sacrificing one of my men because of ego or something like that. Uh, he says he's not sacrificing the uh, mission for one or man. Mission for one, one even uh, if it's his kin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, when they're interrogating the orc that 
they capture, he tells them that it's a poison arrow. <coughs> so it does tell in the movie. But <coughs> excuse me, sorry. <coughs> I, I keep hitting the vape. I put it away. Yeah, that's um, a bad idea. Yeah, I can't handle it. Anyway, um, fast forward. It's uh, they, they meet uh, Bard, the bargeman, Bard the bowman, who's the descendant of Gillian, who is blamed for not killing the dragon um, because he was shooting at him with the black arrows, but they were bouncing off of him. You know, that everyone else thought he missed or whatever, but um, Bard is his descendant. And, his uh, grandson. Yeah, technically. Yeah, his grandson. That's how uh, they described it was a grandson. Yeah. Um, they meet so him. They, they, uh, make, they, got um, they, make a, they make a deal for him to sneak him in the city, you know, to sneak the, all of them in and for weapons. And they pay him and they go in and uh, people see them, you know, when they're sneaking in. And uh, there was a uh, a song and thing about how uh, when the doors return, you know, the rivers would flow with gold and it would run down the mountains or whatever, you know, riches and everything would come be good again. And um, uh, so, uh, you know, they. Um, uh, uh, you want to jump in? All right, where are we? At? We uh. They're, they're going to the city. Blah, 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 blah. They sneak in through the toilet for some reason. I forgot why. Because the bar's house is under watch. I just remember one of them popping up and just like, I want to say she was like 14 year old. I was just like, why are there doors coming out of our toilet? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's actually the son that's standing there and the first one up, he says, if you tell anyone about this, I'll kill you or something like that. And yeah, yeah. And the, then the girl sees him and, Pa, why is there doors coming out of our toilet? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a funny scene. It, it was it was something. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so what it boils down to is the doors end up in front of the master of the town and... Uh, um, he ends up welcoming them after Thor makes a speech about how everything will be right after they've returned. And, you know, he's saying, you know, that he'll be king under the mountain again. And he doesn't bother to tell them that his mission's probably more one of burglary. He just, he's trying to get the Arkenstone. Yeah. And you were asking me about it before, but what it comes down to is that the other dwarf kings had sworn allegiance to, uh, Thorin's grandfather on the Arkenstone. They they all the doors all valued the Arkenstone above everything. Okay. And um but it's really weird because they make such a big deal out of well, I'll save that for the end. Anyway, yeah. uh but yeah, that so the deal is, you know, Thorin has to have the Arkenstone to be king or to for his kingship to be legit and for the other six dwarf kingdoms to recognize him as the king and like if you know say hey come help me kill the dragon or whatever or he, they he need his, there, oh. so. yeah 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 he has to have the, he's supposed to have the arkenstone okay uh but actually that doesn't have that's not how it plays out obviously but anyway we'll get to that in the third one yeah okay so 
the master of Lake Town decides to welcome him because he can tell which way the people are leaning and he's worried about his position anyway. Uh, that's stupid storylines that they put in the movie to make it three hours and what, you know, to make three movies out of it. Um, it, it was bad all the way around. Peter Jackson did such a good job with the Lord of the Rings. I, I just, I was so disappointed uh, how he did this. I, I think he kind of got us uh, because like, you know, Sam Raimi did good with the first two Spider-Man movies, but the third one was shit. Well, that's because you figure out that the, uh, the studio was like, well, you need to do this, 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 this. I think that's what happened. With Peter Jackson. Well, see, the way it worked out is Peter Jackson wasn't supposed to direct these. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to try to compete with the Lord of the Rings. So they brought, they had a, uh, Robert Rodriguez come in and it was supposed to be two movies. All right. The first one was supposed to be told through Bilbo's eyes. And then the second one was probably going to be through Gandalf. And it was supposed to go back and show everything that you didn't see in the first one. And, you know, from that other perspective, uh, but then for whatever reason he couldn't do it. And Peter Jackson was on the movie as a writer. And then he ends up having to take it over and, they make three movies out of it and the second one's mostly filler like i said they invented a character they brought legolas into it you know which was just because he was in lord of the rings and popular so they brought he was him willing in to come back that too hell what else was he doing orlando um, bloom had, anyway. is very very wealthy but he has not had a lot of acting since well he was in lord of the rings and he was in you know the pirates of the caribbean I mean, he was in a, he was in Troy, but he played Paris, you know, Hector's brother and was shit. You know, he was a wimp that get, that would have got killed. Like like at this point, Orlando Bloom doesn't have to do any working. His grandkids will be rich. Just just because of Lord of the Rings and it was his first acting job, but that made him rich. But anyway, let's move on because I got to go to bed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm old and it's late. Okay. Anyway, so, so. Um, the master of Lake Town basically, you know, accepts them and everything and uh, agrees to help them and sends them on their way. He's just trying to get rid of them. But of course, Philly has to stay behind. We already talked about that scene, so we'll move on. All right. So they get up there and they finally figure out how to open the door after Bilbo. Bilbo found out how to do it. Bilbo. Yeah. That's what I said. Everybody. uh, Motherfucker almost ruined it, too. But yeah. Thor and the off the mountain. Yeah. Dude, I don't. I, look, I know you're not a fan of the actor who uh, played Thorin, but he had such great storytelling with his face. I didn't save that. Say I didn't like him. I thought he did a good job. I just didn't. Oh, they made him too pretty. He the the dwarfs weren't pretty. They, they all looked like you know Gimli from uh, the first from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's what dwarfs were supposed to look like. And I hate the new oh. Amazon one already because I saw what they did, but the female doors but anyway i'm not even getting on get on that <laughs> not yet uh, Until no, we review it. it's, it's too late yeah anyway okay so they get inside and of course bilbo goes in and because uh, he's the burglar and he meets the dragon and the dragon uh, the first thing he says or one of the first things he says is something about he smells the scent of gold that's different He's referring to the ring that Bill was carrying. Yeah. He knew there was a new piece of treasure. Dragons and treasure, you know, they, they love it. They, they can't spend it, but they like to sleep on it, in it, 
you know, hoarded. No, that that's their thing. But anyway, because they can uh, dominate their power over the the people who want the gold. Yeah. Well, they're wicked, and the, I love that they're sentient and speak, and they they've got this evil in them. You know, he he tells Bilbo at one point they talking about the Arkenstone because they that's where it, its first appearance is. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, it was in the first one a little bit. It was in the backstory. Well, it shows. Well, oh yeah, okay. It shows the backstory, right. and then we're uh, we're uh. Well, well this is where. I, yeah, this is where our characters run into it for. The, well, this is where Bilbo sees it for the first time. The only person who uh, well, no, I mean, I guess the other doors might have seen it, but the only one I can think of that actually seen it was Thorin. No, uh, uh, uh the old door. Well, actually, oh, yeah, all yeah. all of them, but the young ones. Uh, you know, his nephews, all yeah. of them, but him. Uh, well, no, no, that's not true. But the old one and the, the ball-headed one, you know, yeah. the tall, taller one. Yeah. Uh, they were there. Yeah. Thorn. So only a so couple. They, of them. they had obviously had seen it. Um, I'm not sure about Gimli's father, Glowin. Uh, he looks older, but I, I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm skipping over this. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so. We're on the dragon, you know, done by Benedict Cumberbatch. Not and, oh my god, was, he was so He did good. so great. Yes, great, great, was, great. And like I said, you know, the dragon. He mocapped the dragon. Like that yeah. wasn't exactly CGI. It was motion capture with CGI. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I love the dragon. Uh, I'm into dragons anyway, but it was great. And, what about you, know, you can't tell it's Benedict Cumberbatch. It doesn't sound like him. No, but. No. The voice and the work they did on it is just fantastic. I mean, that, that, that was that some of their better CGI. The dragon impressed me more than anything. Um, 100%. You know, it, favorite part of the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely one hundred percent. And then they, of course, have to kill him. But <laughs> beginning uh, of the uh, next movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be really sad when that comes. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, their their whole interaction between them is just awesome. You know, and it, it's in the book it's great and you know in, in the movie they do a great job with it I, I i thoroughly enjoyed that part of it you know uh your brother called me earlier when i was re you know watching the end of it yeah. uh, or actually i told you i watched it in three sections yeah. and uh i i was watching it when he called and uh it was just at the part where uh uh the dragon wakes up and i answer the phone like you got terrible timing <laughs> and he starts laughing Says, oh yeah, wow! Because that's the good part. <laughs> but the good part. Uh, yeah, but so I had to postpone that for like forty-five minutes while I spoke to him. But anyway, uh, so you know, you, you see Bilbo seeing Arkenstone for the first time, and uh, him and the whole interaction with uh, the uh, with Smog, and uh, uh, him telling him that he's almost tempted to let him take Thor in the. Oak, uh, the Arkenstone just to watch it destroy him and you know the seeds of doubt and stuff that he plants in Bilbo's mind you know that was one of the things about dragons they were very very cunning and you, you know need that uh, ring to be a Gandalf he's better than Gandalf with the ring <laughs> but the uh, you know uh, treasure has a uh, strange effect on doors uh, especially gold and jewel, you know, precious things to them. And yeah. uh, Thorin obviously loses it. And it, it starts in this movie, you know. Yeah. 
when uh, Bilbo is running away from the dragon and trying to get out, he runs into Thor and Thor pulls a sword on him. You know, did you find the Arkenstone? And Bilbo did. He, he's got it hid and he decides wisely not to give it to him. That was a good idea. Uh, it is. It was, you know, it works out for the whole thing. But so um, they they have the whole chase, you know, and uh, everything which didn't happen in the book, you know, where they uh, run through there and get him to heat up the forge and yeah. that whole action secret. Yeah, now that's in there. Uh, he says something about he knew the that secret passageway was there and should have closed it a long time ago and he smashes it and, you know, nearly traps them. Uh, they just barely get out. But, you know, in the movie, they have that whole scene and then it leads them to the grand chamber and where they've got all that gold and it mesmerizes smog when he sees it, you know, and he's sitting there looking at it and it covers him. And then of course he bursts out of it without hurting him because his, uh, you know he's fireproof let alone yeah. gold you yeah. know it's not hot uh, even liquid gold's not hot enough to harm him yeah. he goes flying off in the air and just shake you know it comes flying off of him which looks kind of cool you know it makes yeah. for a nice scene but yeah. you know not part of the movie not part of the movie <laughs> i mean not part of the book there you go definitely you go. part of the movie but i remember that in the movie yeah like i said very nice scene. I enjoyed hey, all that, of it. But that was a scene that they added that you liked. It is. Very much. Like I said, I like the character of Tariel. And I like Legolas and, and it somewhat. But uh, like where they're in the going down the river, uh, you know, he's walking on the heads of dwarfs and, you know, fighting and the whole time and i mean it's just stupid and cgi to hell and back but where he fights bog in the city yeah. uh, that's a great fight scene oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. bog's got the other orcs with him and uh when legolas draws a sword and starts to walk at him you know uh orcs attacking from either side from the alley that you couldn't see and he kills both of them fuckers and then he goes at bog and he uh Bolds grabs the sword and kneels down with it and then pulls him closer, you know, and then they go at it. And, you know, it, it's a good fight scene. I liked it, you yeah. know, and at the end of it, you know, he left Legolas bleeding. We've never seen Legolas bleed. We've seen him in three, you know, nine hours worth of movies of the Lord of the Rings killing nine million orcs and elephants the size of buildings and everything else. Nobody ever made that fucker bleed, but Bold did. It is amazing know? storytelling. It's telling you how powerful it, this fucker It is. was. It was. But I, I, thought they did a dis, I thought they did a discredit with it at the end. You know, but we'll get to that in the next movie. Yeah. This one, that fight scene, I enjoyed. It set Bold up as being a fucking badass. It showed how tough he was. And, you know, uh, it showed that Legolas, you know, wasn't invulnerable, you know, uh, that you could hurt him, that you can kill him. He, he's just a badass. And, you know, I like that aspect of it. But, you know, overall, I think the movie's fucking weak, you know. Yeah. You know we've been great in these things, and this one, D minus. D minus. It I was going to give it a, a D or a D or a C minus because I, I started to say C and that's horrible. probably where it is just for some it's of the better mid. things like I described. 
You know, I love it's smog. Probably, but yes, yeah, okay, like, yeah. That's what brings it up it. to see is it's I the love city. smog, yeah. and he's not really in the next one. Been in a Cumberbatch, isn't it, at least? Right. Like he doesn't have, have any words, and he gets fucking shot in like the first ten minutes. There's yeah. nothing to it. He, but he's in he this. Fucks up the it town. Is his yeah, this is where he's at, and his big scenes and everything. And you're right; it, it's probably a scene. It, it's about it, a scene. It's it's me. I, but yeah, the movie just hurt me because it, you know I've read this book as a kid for the first time, and I've read it dozens of you know a dozen times at least, and uh, it, it just the they changed so much of it that I it, it just. You know, my first thought, I'm glad you reminded me of certain, you know, everything because I, I was like, you know, there's some things in here, you know, and there was fight scenes and there's a couple that are everything, but mostly the dragon. Dragon's really yeah, just it. It's mostly the dragon. <laughs> the dragon's worth a C. Dragon's but, worth a C. Yeah, All right, I, I mean, the rest of it, it, it's a money grab from the studios, oh, you know, nice. to make but, three fucking movies that they didn't need. And the whole reason I think it's a C is just because. Like, it, it should be a fun movie that, like, means nothing in the story for real. L- kind of like a Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban, take it out. That, there's nothing, like, all you miss is Sirius Black. You can introduce him another Prisoner of Azkaban has no threading, except for that you lose Scabbers and gain Sirius Black. Well, yeah. this movie had, like, well, you meet Smog and get to see how he's bad. It should be good, but it's just... It's not. It's all filler. It, it really is. It's just all filler. Like I said, the characters aren't even in the book. Um, so just imagine uh, if Alfonso Riviera had directed. <laughs> how good that would have been. You saw what he did with Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban was fucking awesome. It wouldn't have even been any better with the script because it, it's they. It, it was a money grab from the studios, in my opinion. They tried to make three movies out of it and. Like they did the Lord of the Rings, and they shouldn't have done that. It's they not really the Lord of the Rings. They could have made two look, with the me, script let, they had. Let me put it to you like, the best way I can. Okay, each one of the Lord of the Rings books, all three of them are over three hundred pages. I think you did okay? this last episode. And they they are three hours apiece. The yeah, Hobbit is less than three hundred pages, even in a large print book, and they made three three hour movies out of it. it the studio was just making more movies and they put a lot of filler and that's what this movie is and if you do this Other next episode i swear to god oh i'm gonna complain about it next episode too even you more. already went through that entire speech last episode i don't want to hear it a third time okay i won't give the speech next time i'll just, just uh complain about it but you know that they could have took the exact same scripts split this movie in half and split it to the other two and they still could have two movies would have been the same you just take out little bits that didn't matter it would have been two two movies would have been okay. They they just needed to knock out all the filler that wasn't just because necessary. They had some filler that actually made the movies better. Well, see the whole scene with them going down the river. You know, I liked it. Uh, everything it it, it it was it if they had made it like the book, it wasn't interesting visually. Okay, uh, the story and it moves along real fast in the book. You know they're. It's not like it's a major part of the book, you know. It's just a there. It takes them longer to get in the barrels and get out of it. And by the time they get out of it, they're all fucked up because they got beat to death inside those barrels. 
So and half drowned. You know, they could have fixed they're that not scene. Thinking. If if they would have, you know, did what I said, you know, cut cut this movie in half and gave it to the other two, and they would they should have had a little bit more of a budget for that scene. That scene would have looked a lot better because I think the movie version it went along really nicely. And if it would have had some better CGI to it, and the fight scene would have been a little better choreographed, I think it would have been probably one of the best scenes besides Smog. In my opinion. They, they could have done it much better. But the, the, the CGI was terrible. We've, we've already t- discussed that. CGI Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Alright, um, so... Overall... But what were you going to say? Go ahead. I was going to say, so, basically agree this... This is just a mid movie. It's 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 not horrible. It's not something I'm probably gonna watch again. It's I might I watch the agree. smog scene. That's about it. Right. I, I'm with you on it. Um, I, I just it yeah, it's not that great. So you know, it is what it is. But it, it does set up the third movie, and you know the third movie has some good parts to it. Uh, you know, we'll discuss in the final episode of uh season one of nerdtopia we're going to which is uh, a few weeks away but we'll we'll be discussing the uh part three the battle of the five armies all right so you want to reveal what we're doing next week uh next week well you go ahead i'll let you tell me i'd rather you do it uh, honest guy, I'm not sure. It's Rick and Morty, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So I know we had a couple plans. <laughs> okay. So uh, next week is going to be Rick and Morty, apparently. Is now. Is now. Right in stone. No, next week. Next week is going to be uh, Rick and Morty. In uh, anticipation of that, after I finish the desolation of, of Smog, uh, I started rewatching Rick and Morty, which I just watched season yeah. five last week. I've been watching. Uh, I, I started over on season one today, and I watched I like six or seven episodes. One, two, and three. Wait, way too well. Season four, well, I got a good bit of. Season the five, first I four, I watched a lot at your brother's house when he and I were living together, and yeah. before that, you know, when I come up and hang out on the weekends and shit. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of it. So yeah, I, I did too. For a good bit. Okay. Anyway. All so right. overall. Like you said, mid movie, not not that great, but it does set up, you know, the the final movie, which we will be discussing in uh, a few weeks when we do the uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Which will be our last so, episode of season one. We'll take a little break, and then we'll come back with season two. And I'll have a better intro because ours is fine, but you know, be better. Give me some time to make it. Right. Okay, well, that's all for now. And uh, do we want to plug anyone? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NerdCulture2. That's where I'll be. A, I'll post about the podcast every week if you want to stay tuned. We post our podcast every Wednesday, except for last time when I forgot to edit it and it came out Thursday. Uh, other than that, if you want to stay up to date with us, NerdCulture2, do uh, you have anything people need to follow you on? I'm Fred, and you can follow me on Nerdtopia. That's it. <laughs> God, we're not really going to stick with this Fred thing, are we? You got a better name? Robert. No. Bob. Hell no. Bobby. I'll kill you. Billy Bob Thornton. 
<laughs> Already taken. <laughs> Follow me at Billy Bob Thornton Jr. Good night, Nerdtopia. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you all next week. Hey, no broken clean, no cocaine in the drop. Voices in my head, they telling me to stop. Hey, got 20 G's for the keys to the. What do you do when Captain turn your lover to a op? Hey, I'm rolling clean, I'm a bean in the drop. Voices in my head, they telling me to stop.